When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copy Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again to... I don't know what we're going to talk about, lads. What are we going to do? What's how's it going? Firstly, <laughs> we can talk about bevies, TV, series, movies, things that brightens up your day. <laughs> we, might, we might as well at this point because it's like I text you like earlier saying like what are, what are we going to talk about? Like I know we can talk about how shit Liverpool are, but we we're doing that every week now, so it's like what else can we talk about? <laughs> yeah, we we could actually just say it's a. Uh... Wolverhampton review and then add that into an old uh, episode and just r- yeah. rerun it again because it would be no difference really. We would probably say the same things except for the start where we talk about what team we played and what team we'd lost against. <laughs> so... Yeah, just just take out the yeah, just go back and edit it. Take out Wolves, put in like yeah another team, and it would all be the same, pretty much close to the yeah. same, wouldn't it? Yeah, fuck me. But yeah, I mean, we've got. I suppose we've said before, like we've got a, we've got to talk about the good games and the bad games, and there's loads of bad games recently. Liverpool unfortunately got beat three nil by Wolves. Even saying that out loud sounds <sighs> crazy. Even yeah. saying it out loud is just, I don't know. Like, in t- so, I mean, we always start with the the lineup, and um. Yeah, we we pretty much well we we both predicted that lineup, didn't we? That exact lineup. So we we can't complain in terms of selection of players. Like the midfield was has been so, more solid than the other ones being picked. So rightly so. Canate is injured and Van Dijk are injured. So Matip comes in. We want a gap on the left and Nunes up top. We got it. So I mean, there's not much else we can do apart from actually. Show some fucking fight and like Klopp saying after the game, like the, the first 12 minutes are like, un, like first 15 minutes are unacceptable. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, what's what's the plan? Like, you go one nil down after five minutes, like a Matapone goal, and everyone just kind of looks but looks to the to back back to the, the, where Klopp is or back to the other goal, and they're, they're not bothered. Like, it looks like they're not at like, it's like they're expecting it to, to happen, and they're like, all right, there we go again. Fuck it, lads. What, can, what else can we do? And it's like, show some fucking fight. Show some energy. Like, do you, does anyone does anyone give a fuck or what? <laughs> no, it's gone. It's gone. The energy is totally gone. Hundred percent. No, the the thing is, like you said, we we saw the lineup and we thought, like, yeah, that's that's all right. And I I, I remember I texted you saying, and then hopefully Gakpo is on the left and Nunez up front, and that's what we got as well. Like you said. And I was quite pleased, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a good team now. The best we can put on the 
on the field, uh, looking at the injuries that we have. But, you know, I was quite excited about playing that front three and with, obviously, Bajsetic as a, the young kid in the midfield and with that midfield that have w- worked all right the last couple of games. But then, and also, like, you've been waiting for a whole week just for, you know, you, you want that that game to happen where things change and you see this performance that you've been asking for for so so long now and I was excited because I felt like hey, it's a Saturday game it's Wolves away we, we played good there last time let's go and get this this three points in the Premier League now and and you've been waiting for it and then you sit down five minutes and it's ruined like it's it's you know just I was sitting there thinking like you always just wait, you know, and look forward to all the games, except even though, like, even though if you're in a bad form, you always look forward to them because that's what you do because, you you know, you invest so much in your time and life or your club because you love them and you will always support them. But you start to wondering when it comes to the performances, like five minutes in, you can see the goal. It takes another, like, six, seven minutes and there's another one. And and the game is gone. It's over. Like, okay, I was, you know, looking forward to 90 minutes of fighting here and us actually trying to get three points. And then after, you know, in 15 minutes, it's already done. It's over. You can just actually turn your TV off and do do something else because we're not going to turn this around in the way we play and the way we um, perform and behave, you know, with the body language no fight, no energy, nothing. It's like you said, it feels like they can't be bothered. It's like, oh, here we go again. Just like you mentioned, and be like, ah, can't be bothered. Let's just get this, you know, over with. We lose, and yeah, that's it. So I felt several times that I was going to shut off the TV, but obviously I can't because you still support them, and I just couldn't find anything else to do at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we can talk all day about, like, what's oh. going like behind the scenes like um people leaving like ownerships and you know Carragher said something about said something along the lines of it's not fsg's fault wholly it's like it's everyone's like fault because there's people like this go yeah. like, fsg's fault and then there's people that say oh it's Klopp's fault and i don't know if there's like a there's the surely surely everyone's a fault like yeah the owners I agree. are not fucking putting their hand in the pocket Obviously, the sound is Gappo, but we needed more than that. We've constantly been like shortchanged in every window. Um, no one could have predicted what's going on right now. No one could exactly. have. I mean, say, refreshing it at the right times. Yeah, definitely we should have. And, and you can say that in hindsight because it's happened, and now we're we're, we're reaping the, the the opposite of the rewards. Like we're, we're just reaping all the shit because we've not done it at the right times, but. We've not into, went into the market. We're, we're constantly playing four three three. I just don't feel like if it fits us at the minute, we can't close the spaces down. It's the same stuff, like we said. It's the same stuff every week. Yeah. We can't close the spaces down, and like the only positive is Bacetic. Like the only positive is, and we yeah. keep this that an eighteen year old kid has had to come in because Fabinho is just absolutely. Don't know what the fuck's happened to him. He's come into the into the team and actually like showed some spirit and fight. And he's the only shining light on all of this shit that's going on. And that's and that's the fact that we're even saying that. I think is in itself shows you what how far we've we've dropped. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, but I think it's, I agree with Carriger there, and I agree with what lo- loads of people have said on Twitter as well. You know, when it comes to balanced opinions and actually quite valid opinions as well, and I agree with you know it's everyone's fault. It's obviously not only FSG's fault, and I agree with you saying that yes, they should have helped to back up and invest in the right times, like like this window. Now, even if we sign Gakpo, we we all have seen for a long time that we would you know need a younger midfielder and stuff like that but i also understand if you always have a if you already have a plan in mind you know with you know in for the summer then no one could have predicted that our midfield was going to be so so bad you know when you look at how they performed in the second stage of last season you know almost winning everything you know available for you and doing it great so you can't you can't just say like oh uh, now they're so bad we need to buy someone yes we need to buy someone but we could never have a, ever thought that they were going to perform that bad exactly. so it, you know it's it's really hard to just blame fsg for not uh, investing in a midfield because if they have a plan for the summer they probably need to just stick it like if, if it's you Bellingham and someone else and they know like yeah we need the money to do the business in the summer we're gonna sell some and get some money there we're gonna do this and that they already have that plan in place I assume um, but then also you you know that Klopp is, is also to blame you know in one way because he is the manager and you know I agree with what everyone else says like I'd rather change everyone in the team before I change Klopp or swap him to someone else because who's 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 out there who's better to actually run this club as a manager than Jurgen Klopp not only when it comes to football qualities as a manager and you know his knowledge and uh, his is everything that is good with his football mind. It's also, is it a person who fits with the club values like Klopp does? And that's the thing, like you can't, you can't, you know, you should be careful what you wish for in that case. Uh, but the thing is, at the same time, he needs to be questioned because if he sticks to the same formation or, you know, sticks to the same players, I know that he, you know, swapped the midfield and played with, by, by Setic, Keita and, and Thiago lately and all that, and it has been working better and all that. But at the same time, sometimes you just need to like, you know, this is not working. I need to do something, you know, drastic here. I need to change it up massively, like formation, players, get the youngsters, you know, a chance like Doak or whatever, just because it doesn't, you know, work with whatever we have at the moment. So there's loads of questions at FSG, obviously, uh, at their end, but it's also questions, for, you know, against Klopp because he's the manager. But at the same time, he can tell them to do, you know, what he wants them to do. But if they don't listen and, don't, and can't get up to that level and keep on underperforming and reacts like they are brats all of them like this like he's mentioned in the other press conference of the border language of some players and stuff like that if you can't get people to actually follow your leadership because he's the leader he's the manager he's the one to take the decisions and you should listen to them as a player it's really really hard like he can't he can't just perform magic like oh use a fucking wand and then make a spell and then make Trent be become the best right back in the world again you know that needs to come from himself the power the willingness yeah. to actually perform like he did before and you know look at himself in the mirror and think like this is not where I want to be I want to be the Trent where you know who I was before and how can I get there and it's not just only Trent it's the it's it's almost like everyone to be honest and so it's it's a massive issue at the at the moment where you can't blame just one or blame everyone it's a collective thing where you have to look at so many different aspects of it and it's a really tough situation but the only thing we can still do is to just let 
trust Klopp because I, I still do that and I will continue to do even you know when the season the season is finished because I think he's the, he's the right man to be given another chance come summer to you know rebuild and have another go next season but we still need to start to perform otherwise we'll be you know involved in a fucking relegation battle at the end if we keep on losing these kind of points all the time so sorry for the rant but it's just loads of things that doesn't uh, you know good at the moment but we need to still stay behind them and we can't just you know let them be alone on this bad journey because as supporters that what we need to do even if i'm frustrated as well i was on twitter say you know i want someone you know i wanted to kick off in the dressing room at halftime i need people to shout at each other to man up to do take responsibilities because for me the problem is that no one is showing their anger of being this shit no one is you know showing that this is not okay i would have been shouting screaming myself because that's what i do in front of tv and that's what i did when i played football even if it was at amateur level if people didn't care i was shouting at them i could apologize afterwards if i was a little bit too harsh to them like oh sorry for this but that's just in the moment where you feel like you fucking need to get a grip and do it properly and they are professionals they should be able to tell each other to, you know, come on now, man up and take your responsibility instead of just, I don't know, looking like they can't be bothered, like little dogs who are scared or of their, you know, owner there's or whatever. Too many, there's too many nice, I think there's too many nice players in the squad as well because... We need a Roy Keane type of player. <laughs> well, like, Matip and Gomez are centre-halves. Like, um, there's, I mean, Robbo is the captain, that's the obvious choice because he's... He can lead, but it's different because he's in the left hand side. It's hard for him to do like a, a similar thing like Henderson on in his in his prime would have done, like lead the team forward from the, that yeah. central area. Just yeah, like I said, there's there's, t- there's too many talking points. Like it, we could do a show for like fucking three hours, and yeah. you still wouldn't be able to cover it all because there's like what where where do you go from there? Like you said, for, formation change potentially bring some more youngsters in, but then. Yeah, I mean, anyone that says they could have predicted this, then fair play to you. Because, like you said, end of last season, yeah. it was pretty much the same team. Like, obviously, we're missing exactly. players from injury. That has an effect, of course. But the midfield yeah. and um, certain areas, like not being able to get the best out of the fullbacks and whatever, because we've just been too sloppy. But it all has you... a, it's a domino effect, isn't it? It's a domino effect on the whole team. Yeah, but Mick, aren't you like expecting someone to stand up and actually be angry? Because that's what you've seen it in the past. We had, like you mentioned before, we have we have had Carragher as you know the vocal leader. We have had Gerard, who's been leading, obviously, on as an example, playing the game in a, such a great way. Obviously, it's hard to tell others to be Gerard because there's only one. But someone to actually raise the voice and tell people to you know you're playing for the for Liverpool in that red shirt, like this is under all you know. You know, this is under everyone's dignity, you know, in terms of playing in that uh, shirt. Like, just someone to actually show they're angry and not, like, not accepting the way that the team is playing or they are playing themselves. Like, they become angry with themselves. Like... Like when that first goal went in, and you look at Marty, he looks like a he looked like a little sad kid who just looks over to like yeah. the bench and be like, oh, oh, what happened? And no, you know, I want someone to just like obviously not being angry with him for the own goal because that's just you know unluck as well. It's a, sh- it's a shit goal in terms of that way, but I-, I just want someone to just 
you know, come on and just shouting at them, showing the body language, like you're more energy in it. And if you can't even have that when you're playing really, really bad, so how are you supposed to change it? How are you supposed to even, you know, turn it around if you don't have someone who tells everyone to fuck off, you know, and get some fucking responsibility in this group because now we need to start doing things in a different way and start with the fight and the run and to actually I don't give I don't give a fuck give a bad tackle to someone get a yellow card for it or whatever but just yeah. you know set a level like the performance level don't stop being scared kids because that's how it looks like when you're watching it. you'll be like fucking hell they're grown up professionals and they look like they are kids running around scared of something yeah there's I mean there's Klopp always says like he wants players that are good in the tackle but not dirty and obviously no one wants dirty players but just someone who's gonna like just put a challenge in, like Bacchetta to someone in the, I think it was the second half on the Dametry already, and just kind of clattered them, but got the ball and won the ball back for us. And it's just little things like that can give you a little bit of a, yeah, a boost. I don't want to go into the detail because the first two goals are just absolute. First one, Matip runs over because Gomez is like Gomez is like left wing for some reason, and then Matip doesn't doesn't shift across because he thinks Gomez should be there, and then by the time he's realised, it's too late and. It goes in. Second one, just yeah, just shit as well. And then yeah, I think from in terms of like just <clears throat> looking at Liverpool, like in terms of the fucking the smallest positives ever, like from from half time till their goal on seventy one minutes, we actually yeah. looked like we were trying to do some things that looked vaguely like a Liverpool team. And you people that like you can say like Wolves were two 0 up, they dropped off, so we had more space. Whatever else, they weren't pressing as high. Um, but we actually showed some signs of like getting into the right spaces. Gakpo was getting round the back and Robbo was overlapping. Balls into the box, shots on target. Darwin had um, his chance. Darwin had a great, yeah. The ball by yeah. Trent's absolutely fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Say what you want about his defensive abilities with that pass. And yeah, yeah. <clears throat> especially at 2 0, if he scores that 2 1 and we're in the ascendancy in terms of we're on top and in the game at that moment. But they just go down the other end and. And score, and it's just like you're thinking, like if we get one in that moment, then it might change it. It probably wouldn't have just on the balance of where how we are at the minute, but it would have gave us a bit of hope. And there's just that's that's it because we keep doing these shows every week, and we're like we're trying to look for positives because we can't just keep fucking banging the drum about saying how shit it is, and it is like there's only there's only so much you can say, but without making yourself go insane, you've got to look for ways and how we do that. And I, I know we. We might as well talk about like next week a little bit. Like Everton is next week, and they have just uh, got a new manager. They've just beat Arsenal. They played really well. They've and at the minute that Everton were not. They've got energy. They're resilient. They're getting into tackles. They're moving as a unit, cohesive, putting tackles in. All the words you can think of that are positive uh, in a football <laughs> sense, they are and we're not and. I mean, in terms of like the game, like I was looking at like our fixtures that we've had, um, and I counted. So since since the since the World Cup, we've had six Premier League games. Um, only two have been at home. So we played Leicester, and um, Wout or Wout, whatever scored two because he's a he's a goal machine. He scored two, and in the other game we drew <laughs> with Chelsea. So they, they both weren't that good, but at least we got four points out of the two games, whereas obviously the other four were away. We beat Villa, but we've we've fucked up on the on the rest of them. So in a way, I'm glad that we've got a home game because yeah. some of the shit we're seeing, it's it won't be 
they can't hide away when they're at Anfield. They can hide more when they're away from home. But it's that one's going to be. I'm not to be honest. I I never really look forward to derbies, even when we're. I remember when I went to the one when we beat them like five two. I really scored a couple of belters. Like even then, and we were back. We were boss. They were shit. I was still worried. He always worried, but this one, yeah. I am. I'm very worried. Very worried. Very worried indeed. Yeah, especially now, like you said, with uh, Sean Dyke coming in and you know doing the basics, like you know play four four two. Just you make sure you are you know closing down space, being strong, aggressive, and you go from there. <laughs> you know, it's you can talk about you know the the way of playing that kind of football, but you know sometimes when it's needed to be used, and you know it's fine, and especially if you use it your first game, you go and win against the top uh, top team, Arsenal in this case. So. I'm worried as well because at this minute, like you need a character in these kind of games. Like you need to stand your ground in one way, and you know, make sure that you don't give them an inch. But at this, at this time and moment, you can tell that you know Everton got that from from a manager from a manager uh, swap. Like you know, someone else coming in, you know, saying we're just gonna do this to survive now, and this is how we're gonna play and take it on. Um, and like you mentioned as well, like with Darwin Nunez, like he had his chance against Wolves, and if he have scored that, it's I think it's another game in one way because we we would so much need that kind of positive boost with a goal like that, just to make sure that yeah we can do it. He can score. It was a great ball from Trent as well, like you said. If he scores there, I think we actually have the chance to score another one, and then you could you, you never know what's going to happen. But it's just um, the story of a season at the moment. Like we don't score, and we just like. Oh, again, like we had the chance that we didn't score, and then you know we keep on putting pressure on them, playing well in that spell, like you mentioned as well, and then it just comes from a, uh, I think it's a, I said that she loses the ball unfortunately, and then they counter attack and scores, and you know that that can happen as well, you know we could any time that can happen if you lose the ball in that area and you know you're not on your feet, but it's, the thing is though, like you said that we, you know had the energy and some intensity in a certain time of the game in the second half. And that's brilliant and that's good. But I think I texted you saying like, where is that, you know, intensity and uh, aggressivity in the start of the game? Like, why can't we start the game like that? Just thinking like, is we actually already down one goal or two in the start? Because if we start the game like that, we will give them hell from the start and they won't be able to have the time on the ball and play their game. Instead, we, we let them and we really shit and we concede two and the game is almost over. And then obviously we had this good spell, but we know that we're going to have to score three to turn it around to actually, you know, get the three points. And instead, obviously, they go and score because they, they know they are kind of safe with them, with them two goals at the moment, especially when we don't score that 2-1 goal quite early. So it's still this thing, like, why can't we just start the games like we're really in the need of the points and really know that we have to do this to be able to actually win? Because we don't. It's like we're going out, like, with 50% of, you know, what we can do and just like, ah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then we concede because the other teams come out with all the energy instead. Yeah, well, we're going into games, like, we're 2-0 down anyway. We're starting games as though, like, we're already, we're already losing the mental battle already, even before the ball's kicked off and you're like, well, you're not going to win any games. Like, he's just so nervous. Like Matip's like just trying. <laughs> the moment where Nunes like nearly robs it off him because he's not played the back quick enough and just just getting caught on the ball because no one's confident. No one's got any confidence to even just put, like basic. We can talk about all of the stuff like the commitment and energy and stuff. But for me as well, the big things, the passing, the passing is just like 
what are you doing? Like, just like passes like where it's into areas, and you're like, just make sure that it goes into someone's feet. Don't be playing it like ahead of them. Like that's fine and well when you're fucking flying and you're really like loads of energy and you're battering teams and you're in form, whatever. But when you're not, just make sure like the passing on and is as good as it can be. And at the minute, that's another yeah. thing. And you, you mentioned like being scoring goals, like. If we were being this shit, but we'd getting chances and scoring, we'd be looking back on these results with a lot, a lot, yeah, yeah, uh, a lot rosier because we're, we're just another another thing. Was we're not is clinical. Like at the minute, there's just so many chances that we need to score, and when you're not creating many chances, fucking hell, you need to put at least one of them in the in the back of the net, don't you? Yeah, and. You know that's the thing. Like if we if we can play like we've done in the past, if we can play shit but still get points or even win games out of it, you know, you you look back on the them games and be like, yeah, we're not brilliant, but we still managed to get something out of them. You know, and that's the thing. Now we're really really bad and we can't score and we there's nothing that we do that actually, you know, like you said, we try to have some positives, uh, but there's nothing that we do that we. You know that you want to bring with you to the next game because there's nothing. You know you can look at something like yeah, Trent's pass was brilliant, but you can't say that like oh that's something we're gonna take to the next game because we've seen him being so fucking good for so many years now that that's just something that should be there. We shouldn't have to take it from as a positive from a game and just be like yeah, but his pass was brilliant. Yeah, but he's always been great passing. Uh, you know that's it's this collective thing that is the issue at the moment where more mentality problems than anything else um and the only thing i can see is that you know we have to just aim for the next game and try to turn it around there and now it's the derby obviously at anfield it could give us some advantage but it's always going to be a tough game because of like we mentioned already with sean dyke coming in and winning his first game and they know that they especially got a great chance at the minute because we're not good but again, this is the game where we should be able to go out and, you know, get some extra energy just because it's a derby. But I'm just, you know, scared that we've seen all these players now lately just don't give a fuck. And that's a big, big, big problem for me because you don't think they actually think that way or, or are behaving like that. But that's the feeling that they yeah. give you. That's the feeling that comes across from them. That's why I'm asking for all this, you know, anger and, you know, um, I want them to, you know, look at each other and be angry because you don't want, to be part of a group where no one speaks up and just be like, oh, you know, we, we don't know what's wrong and this is not good enough. We need to do this and this. Yeah, but come on, get get some fucking anger into it and just, you know, go out there and, and fight properly. Like you be paid so much money, at least the, the least you can do is fight, run and fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would I, I would have done it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it comes back down to like like Dice went in. And Everton side, they were shit, and he beat, managed to beat Arsenal by just going right. Try and try and be compact. Use the use the play to our strengths, and it's on Klopp, Klopp as well, like we said, because we're not playing to our strengths at the minute. Obviously, we can't fully because of the injuries and stuff. But just look at it and go right. What what's the best system? What's the best way we can do this? Like, is four three four three three the best formation to keep us compact? Um, I mean, he might. He obviously thinks yeah because we keep we keep doing it, but I don't know. Like we saw the Brighton game and he said it was the worst ever. Now we've seen we got beat uh, yeah. three by three, and then we've been, been beat by three again by Wolves. And you're like fucking hell! Like at what point are we going to hit rock bottom? And he's like, because he said last time like he's lost. 
he's not a loyal person to certain players or something like that because what they've showed them in training and stuff. So like Henderson's and Fabinho and whatever else, and we've not seen them as much anymore after that. But at what point do we just go, well, which players are you going? Which players deserve? Because at, at the minute, there's like you're looking at the la- on paper, it looks good, like the lineup, like from the last game, it looks good. But then you're like, at what point do we like? What do we change? Did you go three? Do you go three four three? Do you go three five two? But then you're bringing Nat Phillips in, and um, because we haven't got Canate and Van Dyke, so there's so many things that you could do. like even four four two that we've played earlier in the season, even though it's not doesn't look the sexiest on paper. But at least yeah. we'd be a lot more I don't know structured, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know why he's gonna. I'm interested to see what what we do, but we'll be doing a preview on that on. Maybe Friday or Saturday, yeah. maybe because it's on a Monday, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, look at it. So yeah, yeah, and then just I just wanted to because um, just quick on Man City because Martin Ziegler tweeted about uh, Man City. I've been charged by the Premier League with numerous breaches of financial rules following a four-year investigation. Um, so more than a hundred charges of breaching um, financial rules, uh, possible sanctions if found um, proven, include points deductions or even expulsion from the league, where I, yeah. I'd, much prefer, I'd much prefer if they just give all those prems to us, you know, <laughs> I mean, they'll just, they'll, they've, they've done it before with like their lawyers, like they've just kind of, they've done some yeah, wizardry and uh, it's been, it's been all forgotten about. So I'm not expecting anything off ah, the back of this. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be interesting anyway. Um yeah. But yeah, we can leave it there. I've got a got a show with Alex Horn, Taskmaster Legend, coming out this nice. week. Um, just sorted another uh, famous fans episode as well. So that'll be out probably in a couple of weeks as well. So look forward to them. Um yeah, we hope that was half an hour of I don't know, trying to make you feel better. Hope hopefully it did. Um but yeah, nice one everyone for listening. Nice one to Christian, and we'll see you all very soon. Podcast Network.